y'all are here tonight. All right, I want us to have our adults and everybody join in to the books of the Bible. Let's say them together, loud and clear and together. One, two, three. Genesis, Exodus, Exodus Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd, 1st Kings, 2nd Kings, 1st Chronicles, 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, 
Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Matthew, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Ephesians, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, Jude, Good. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. With the ones who believe. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Climb up the mountain, notice the grasses tell everyone. Measure the rainbow, God made this whole world beautiful for me. This is how we worship God, worship God, worship God. This is how we worship God according to His Word. What do we do? Give money. Give money to who? God. To God. We give our money to the Lord, to the Lord, to the Lord. We give our money to the Lord, showing Him our love. Pray. Who do we pray to? God. We pray to the, y'all sing it. We pray to the Lord our God, Lord our God. You can't, hold it, hold it. You can't raise your hand and sing it. So raise your hand when we get done with it. Put your hands together. We pray to the Lord our God, Lord our God, Lord our God. We pray to the Lord our God in Jesus' name. We listen. Huh? We listen to the God. Okay, we listen to the Word of God, preach, okay? We listen to the Word of God, Word of God, Word of God. We listen to the Word of God and increase in faith. Lord's Supper. I'm only going to call on you if you raise your hand after we get done with the verse. If you do it first, I'm going to call on you. So you got to wait till we get done singing. Lord's Supper. We partake of the Lord's Supper, Lord's Supper, Lord's Supper. We take the Lord's Supper, remembering His death. One more. We sing. Sing. We sing praises to our God, to our God, to our God. We sing praises to our God, singing in our hearts. <coughs> How many elders do we have here? Four. Y'all know who they are? Boodle has four elders, they're good men as you'll see. There's in that sense, there is Morgan and Buster Green. Don't forget Tommy, they're gonna too. These are our four elders and the children's too. Excellent. Now, I want to see if you remember this. If I run into you in the hallway somewhere and I say, here, what are you going to say? Good. Now, if your teacher calls the roll and she says, here, no, don't say Romans 10, 17. Just raise your hand. Right? If I say here, you say? Romans 10, 17. Believe. Repent. 13, 3. Confess. Acts 8, 37. All right. Be baptized. Acts 2, 38. Live faithful. Good. Let's sing the shorter version. Here, believe, repent, confess, be baptized in the water. Rise up again to what the Christ did live, like you are. One more time. Here, believe, repent, confess, be baptized in the water. Rise up again.
Christ and live like you are. I remember when you learn some of these things, you get a trophy, okay? I'm still trying to locate my trophy so I can show you what they'll look like, okay? Y'all remember that. Y'all remember that. All right. God set judges over Israel, one brave woman, 14 men. They helped Israel fight their battles, led them back to God from sin. Ehud, Shemgar, Deborah, Eden, Abimelech, Tobit, Jephthah, Abdon, Samson, Eli, Samuel. Hopefully that song's going to help you learn them. Okay? All right. What is the key verse of authority in all the Bible? Colossians what? Good, 317. Whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord. Whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord. And what's our theme song or our theme for this year at this church? Okay. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 13. One more time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 13. If somebody asks you if you can prove there's a God, can you do it? Yes. Don't sing a song, aren't you, to them, right? Hebrews what? Do I remember? Three and four. Every house is built by someone. Every house is built by someone. But he who built all things is God. And there's a song that we can sing when you kind of get upset and you're kind of maybe depressed a little bit. It's about trusting in God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your steps. One more time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your steps. God made me. God made me. In my Bible book it says that God made me. God helps me. God helps me. In my Bible book it says that God helps me. God keeps me. God keeps me. In my Bible book it says that God keeps me. Now, I don't know if this song is familiar to y'all or not about what God made on each day of creation. Do y'all know what He made on each day? Let's try this. All right, we'll repeat it. Day one, day one. Day one, day one. God made light when there was none. Day two, day two. God made light when there was none. Day two, day two. God made light when there was none. Day three, day three. God made grass and flowers and trees. Day four, day four. Sun and moon and stars to the Lord. Day five, day five, God be pushing my lot. Six day, six day, God be animals and man that day. Day seven, day seven, God rested in his heaven. All right. Somebody want to see Fuzzy? So let's do it. You don't want to see that? Yeah. All right. Fuzzy was a caterpillar. He wiggled up a tree. He wiggled long. He wiggled short. 
I put it in a little box, don't go away, I said. But when I opened up that box, it was a butterfly, I said. No, I could never make one, not even if I tried. Only God, our Heavenly Father, can make a butterfly. Squeaky was a tentacle, he in the lake. He wiggled long, he wiggled short, he wiggled like a snake. A hopping frog is made by God just like the butterfly. Alright. What is true success in life? Living your life and going to heaven when this life is over. What is true failure in life? Living your life and going to hell when this life is over. What is God's ideal for marriage? One man and one woman life. Good. And why did God make you? Why were you made? But to glorify God, because God made you, what does that mean? I'm special. I'm special. Right? Y'all try to say that together. I am special. I am special. All right. Tomorrow's school again. Maybe that ball practice starting up. Baseball, perhaps. What, what, what now? Soccer? Softball. Softball, baseball, soccer, whatever. Everything that you do tomorrow, what are you going to do? I will do my best. I will never give up. And let God take care of the rest. And I'll always remember that right is always right. And wrong is always wrong. It's never right to be wrong. And it's never wrong to do right. And that's right because the Bible's right. Well, good for you. You still will do your best, right? All right. One, two, three. One and two. Jesus loves you. Three and four. He loves you more. More than you have been loved before. Five, six, seven. All right. Appreciate uh, these kids. I've got some announcements that I've been asked to make tonight if I can get my phone to do what it's supposed to do. JT, can I call on you to lead prayer in just a minute after these announcements? First of all, we're very glad that you're here tonight. We appreciate all of you for uh, taking the time to come. We're honored by your presence, especially if you're visiting with us tonight. Of course, we still have a lot of people away, some 40 or more for CYC, and they should be coming in, I guess, just about any time, probably maybe after, right after services, but we are, are thankful that they had that opportunity and we certainly missed them while they were away. We do want to express our sympathy uh, to the family of James Earl Scott, the husband of Sue Morton Scott, and what now? Oh, I thought somebody was making a correction. Let me start all over again, okay? We want to express our sympathy to the family of James Earl Scott, uh, the husband of Sue Morton Scott and brother-in-law of Lawan Aust. Visitation with the family is going to be Tuesday at the Boonville Funeral Home at noon with a memorial service to follow at 1 o'clock. So please remember that family in your prayers. Also, I've been asked to announce that we want to express our sympathy to the Carl McKee family. Uh, he passed away uh, today. And many of you may know him or know of the family, so please remember them in your prayers.
That's all the announcements that I have right now. I'm going to ask for the JT to come and lead us in our prayer, and then we'll be dismissed to our Bible classes. Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful unto you for all the blessings of life. We are especially thankful for this beautiful day you've given us to enjoy. We're thankful for the opportunity to worship you. But at this time, Father, we are especially thankful for these young men and women up here that are learning your word. We are so pleased with their participation in uh, trying to learn and, and uh, apply the things that they learn to their lives. We know, Father, that these will, this will be information that they will be able to use throughout their lives, not only to make them the kind of boys and girls, men and women that they should be, but it gives them the ability to teach other people to fulfill their responsibility to you as they grow older. We're thankful for Doug and for his willingness to guide these young people, and we pray that you would continue to bless him as well as them. We're mindful of those that are sick, those that are having difficulties in life, those that have lost loved ones. We're also mindful of the situation in uh, Ukraine and Russia, and we pray, Father, that you would be with all those folks that are displaced, those that are concerned about their lives and their lives for their loved ones, and we pray that you would keep them safe. Forgive us when we fail you and help us to live our lives better every day as our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.
evening or afternoon, however you want to say that. Um, so good to be here with you. Um, so good to make it here. I'll, I'll be very open with you. Um, Cassie and I wheeled into my <laughs> wheeled into my house so I could at least put on some clothes that I felt like were a little bit more presentable for teaching a Bible class. Uh, we didn't even stop the car and uh, wheeled into here right at five o'clock. Uh, I have been, I have been at CYC. And uh, I'm going to tell y'all, give me a second here. Yeah, there's Mooney. Let me see. Uh, this, is, this is a good picture here. This is one of the pictures. Uh, this was at the conference itself. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in just a second. This is, and, and I don't, listen, y'all, if you take pictures and you want to throw up that four, I really don't know what that's about, but apparently that's cool, uh, apparently from the kids' point of view. But I want to show you one more picture. This is at the conference. Can y'all see that, by the way? Yeah, y'all can see that. This is at the conference. And um, here, this is, this, is, this is the one I want to show you. We were at the cabin last night. This is probably the best picture. The only person we're missing is Bobby and, and Dee. This is the picture. I, and I just, wanted to, I just wanted to share that with you, uh, that picture with you. And I, I want to just tell you that, you know, about a year or two ago, the elders asked Brandon and I to be deacons over the youth. And, and so we, to, to help us engage with our young people, we've been teaching the Wednesday night class and supporting that. Um, it, it's not an understatement to tell you that we are so lucky here with the young people we have. That's not an understatement. We are so blessed and uh, this is not all of our young people, by the way, I get it. It's a sacrifice to have, you know, to spend all weekend. Uh, not everybody's able to go. We have a lot of young people that's not in this picture, but this is the one just representative, the one of where we're at this weekend. And I just tell you what, parents, if you're here, I, I just want to thank you. Thank you for raising awesome young people. The church here at Boonville, I just want to thank you. Thank you for supporting these awesome young people. And this was my first time to get to go to CYC. And if you, if you don't know, it's a conference that's held in Pigeon Forge. Um, and there's a, more than about 10,000 young people and adults. A lot of them are young people that, that come this weekend. It's so big, they have to have two sessions of everything. Uh, there's an early session and a late ses session, and Jordan had us in the late session. And uh, anyways, I I'll be blunt. I'm a little tired, a little worn out. But I am so lucky that I was able to go. Um, and so anyways, we, it was just an awesome time, and I just wanted y'all to see those pictures and uh, let y'all know what your young people were getting into this weekend. And more importantly, thank you for, thank you so much for, Supporting these young people because, you know, this is a great group of young, this, I don't want to call them kids. It's a great group of young men and women. Here is the prayer request that, uh, that I, I didn't have a chance to, um, you would think, I kept telling myself when I would go to bed at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning that it was okay 
that I had a six-hour drive home that I could make sure I got everything ready to go before tonight. But I'm going to tell you what, it's just really hard when your wife's driving for you to really concentrate, okay? And she would say the same thing, though, about me, by the way. She drives everywhere because she doesn't trust me. I, 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 I. So anyways, I thought you were asleep by now. And by the way, she's going to fall asleep, so nobody judge her too hard, okay? Now, with that said... Um, I just really struggled. I thought, man, I got a six-hour trip. I'm going to be able to knock this out. I'm going to be able to get everything ready to go. And, and quite frankly, I've done a ton of studying. So studying is not the problem here. Uh, organize, you know, when you're tired like you are after a weekend, like, we, you know, we just went on, which was so spiritually uplifting. Maybe my thoughts aren't as organized, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it tonight. But this is the prayer, prayer list that I have. And I, I, some of this was from last week and then... Uh, I looked at the bulletin just moments ago and was able to add a few people. I heard Doug's announcements. I don't know if I spelled the names right, but I tried to remember the couple of families that he just mentioned. Is there anybody else that we want to add to this list before we go to God in prayer? Don't feel good about it? And yes, I looked back there and saw Miss Mary Alice. Notice I did add her name to the top. Because I'm certain... Mr. Coates is not the best patient at the moment. I know Mr. Foster was not whenever he had his knee surgery. So, And by the way, I took Daddy off. Uh, y'all been praying for Dad, and I thank several of you for texting me and praying for him. He got back last Thursday uh, from Africa, so everything's good there. And he's doing his report out tonight, and I would have win, except I, have to teach, I need to teach this class. So maybe we can get more about that. I can get more about that later. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to ask, um, I don't know, this was the song that was on my heart. I don't know why it's really on my heart. Um, I think, I, I don't know, this deal, honestly, this deal with Ukraine and Russia, you know, I, I'm not trying to get into political stuff. I, that's not my point, but it's just, it just seems like one after another, you just, it just be just something else and there's something else. And that's Okay. We know, every, everybody in here knows God's in control. That's, that's not the point of what, why this song's on my heart. But I just kept thinking that, you know, as time goes on, and especially one of these days, we're going to understand it all. And so I've asked Brother Ken here to lead farther along for us, okay? And so if you'll join in with him, and then I'll come back up here and I'll say the prayer, okay? Do what? thought I heard something. Seven. Seven five three. <clears throat> Tented and tried there on page one. Yeah. 
you are in control of every single thing. And Father, as we approach your throne tonight, we want to make sure that we praise you and we glorify you and we honor you, Father, for all that you do and how you provided the gift of your son and provided an avenue for all of us to be your sons and daughters, and be a part of your family, and eventually one day spend eternity with you. But Father, we also are very thankful that we can lift individuals up to you that we know and that we love. And Father, we are so thankful that you understand each and every one of these families and these individuals and these situations and their needs. And Father, that's why we lift them up to you. Because we may not know. Father, we want to be your servants. And we want to show your love. And our prayer in each and every one of these situations where we can be impactful. That you will give us the knowledge to know what to do. The wisdom to know how to do it. And the energy to make it happen. So we can minister to these individuals. And we can show your love in our lives. And we can, Father, that we can we can glorify you through our service. So, Father, I'm not going to list these individuals by name tonight. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But I think our prayer tonight is that we're just so thankful that we know that you're, you're a part of these situations and we want to pray that your will be done. Father, we also want to pray tonight that you'll just be with us through this class, through this Help us to learn more about you, learn more about your will. Be with me as I try to direct this class. And sometimes I hear others say, just don't let me get in the way of your word. And, and Father, help it be effective. And we know it will be, but help our hearts be open so it can be effective and, and touch us and move us and hopefully cause us to be better servants. So, Father, we love you. We praise you. And then the last thing I want to do tonight in this prayer is just ask you to forgive us of our sins because we do know we fall short. We're so thankful for Jesus Christ and whose name we pray. Amen. All right. So tonight we are uh, in the... I need to get the book too, by the way. But in the book that we're... I'm utilizing to kind of guide our thoughts when it comes to systematic theology. And, and again, it's just fundamentals of the faith. It's just another way of saying or another way to approach fundamentals of the faith. Uh, we started out by talking about the Bible and its inspiration, and its authority. Then we moved to talking about God, um, you know, the Godhead and, and the attributes of God. And then we moved in the third lesson. Uh, Drew did a great job last week and I hope you made, I made sure, you made sure to tell him that. We talked about angels, and we talked about uh, the devil, 
And, and we didn't spend time talking about the demons, but it would have been kind of in that, in that view of things. But um, tonight, we're moving to talking about, and it, we may touch on two subjects tonight, okay? But uh, anthropology is, is kind of where the book has us going, which is the study of the history of man. But then right after that, um, it moves into a study of sin. So tonight, we, we, <laughs> I'm, I try my best to do Rex A. Turner Sr. justice uh, with, with how awesome this he wrote this book, but I'm not going to do him justice tonight. And I, I, I think he's okay with that because he just wants me to teach God's Word and glorify God. But, but I, if you read this, if for some reason you pick this book up and you read chapter 4 or chapter 5, you're going to be like, man, Aaron, he went off script tonight a little bit. But I think he's going to be okay with that. Um, we may touch on a little bit of both. And depending on how far we get tonight, depending on what I feel, you know, how well it was covered, uh, we may not cover any more about sin next week. And then again, we may cover sin next week. So we'll see how it goes. But if you're going to talk about the history of man, if you're going to talk about a study of sin, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious where we got to go and where we got to start. And it's, it's a pretty common text for most of us. I know Jonathan Farr has taught a lesson on, Gen- or taught a whole quarter on Genesis, and I know he's covered this. I was sitting in Ken's class just several months ago whenever he did an overview of Genesis, and he kind of covered this. But, but this, is, this is where we are. This is what Stephen has asked me to teach on, and so I, I need to deal with this subject again today. And so in, in a minute... In a minute, we are going to turn to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to start right there, Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to cover 1, 2, and 3. And then we're going to kind of put it in a big picture, at least I hope. That's my, that's my hope, is that we, we put it in a, a big picture and, um, and then make some application. But before we do that, okay, you turn in there. I want you to turn there. But before we do that, I have a question that may seem odd, but... I, I hope if, if everything works out the way I plan for it to, it'll make sense later. I have here where I want to ask just, I want to ask a very, um, let me see if I can get to where I can write. Okay, I can write now. Okay, I've got up here, you can, if you can read my writing, I have women and I have men. Okay, all right. Um, and, and what I'm wanting to ask you and what I need your responses for all right, and y'all are all spaced out again on me, so this is really hard to do, but I trust you that you're going you're gonna to respond. I want to ask a very simple question. When it comes to, you know, and I, I thought about how to word this. I'm going to make sure I do this right. When it comes to our role, when it comes to our purpose, especially when it comes to our role spiritually, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on roles that are specific, specific now, to men and women. Okay, that's why I've got them segregated up here. Now, I know there's a lot of roles we have or a lot of purposes that we fulfill in regards that that could apply to both of us. And if you say those things, I'll write it in the middle. But I want you to think about it. In essence, what is specific to a woman, what is specific to a man, and notice I put the women first, just so y'all know that. 
I'm the diversity champion. At, I can't say this, but I'm the diversity champion at where I am, and I know to do that. The point is, I put the women first because I, I want to make sure that that's what we're thinking about more than we are even the roles of the men. Okay, let's hear it. What are some roles specifically when it comes to serving God, what God expects of us? What are some roles women or men specifically play in the church? Go. All right, teaching younger women. All right, keep going. All right. A help meet. All right. Keep going. And don't judge the handwriting. Don't judge the spelling. Supposed to be in subjection to the man. The man's head of the house. All right, supposed to be subjection to the man. All right. No judgments here. Keep going. up on the man's side too if you want to. Alright, spiritual leader. Thank y'all for speaking up by the way. We got it. Oh, I hear you, but I can say Okay, yeah, so so teaching the men, right? Alright, thank you. who I know about 90% of you and I look up to you because of your service to the Lord. I know you understand this. So tell me a little bit more, a few more. What else? Do I know? Thank you very much. Who said that? I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have followed up the question if I'd known it was you talking, by the way, just so you know. Man, a lot. That's where you mess up. I was just, just joking. I mean, uh, they may fire me after the night. They're definitely probably cutting my pay. Do what? Preacher. Yeah, preacher. Very good. You know, some obvious ones that y'all, y'all have, y'all have basically said or implied. You know, wonderful wives. All right. What else? Teachers, y'all said teachers are young women, but also young children, right? Mother, spiritual. Y'all know these things, right? I'm just helping you out a little bit because y'all wouldn't say the obvious ones. I think the example is probably the one that's a good example. Yeah, good example. That's right. Y'all know why I'm talking about this, by the way? I'm going to go ahead and just get the elephant out of the, you know, just kind of throw the elephant out there so you understand uh, why I'm starting with this because I'm going to come back to it. Um, it's because when you start talking about the history of man, if you start talking about, you know, God made man, God made woman, and then, you know, what happened in the garden when, when sin came and and then 
you know, God pronounced, um, and we're going to read about it in chapter 3, when he, he pronounces, you know, what he says to Satan, then he turns to Eve, and then he turns to Adam. I mean, it literally sets in order, it sets in order the way he, he expects society, the home, the church to kind of function in some degree. And yet, um, I'm going to read this now, and I'm, I'm definitely, like, you can tell I don't have notes, like, this is definitely not the time to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. This is, this is, this is red, okay? Uh, this, is, um, this is an article long ago, not too long ago, but it had to be long ago. I'm only going to read it out of this book because uh, it doesn't say who it's from, and so I'm not trying to judge anybody, but basically... This is somebody writing saying that the church has held back women for way too long. And the way they said it was this. It says, to summarize, it must be admitted that times have changed, that our society is vastly different from that of the first century. And therefore, the arguments made concerning women in the New Testament do not carry the same force today. While the foundation while the foundation, ethic of mutual responsibility in Christ would appear to be timeless, there is no reason to perpetuate the silencing of women from speaking in the worship. Neither need we maintain that she is a second-rate humanity, the image of the glory of male, but not God, as in male. Why should not Christ's family be leading out in the liberation of women? In today's society, the church is not only the opportunity, but also the obligation to model Christian impersonal relationship patterns to be uh, to the secular world order. The church has persisted in being a resistant stronghold of the male superiority. If the church were to become a channel for the movement to women's liberation, she would witness powerfully to the message of redemption and equality in Christ and have radical effect toward humanity. Humanism, anyways, and personalizing our society. Christians, let us lead out in putting women in her place, a place of equal personhood, opportunity, and freedom. Man, I felt uncomfortable reading that. I'll be blunt. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this too. I'm uncomfortable about this being live streamed, to be honest. Just simply because of my position. But this is... This is what a lot of people in the world think about the church today. And we can, we can act like they don't say these things... <laughs> And we can hide from it. Or we can study it. We can understand it. And we can make sure just absolutely how wrong they are. Now, uh, you can hear a pin drop in here. You can do that anyways typically on a Sunday night. But in my mind, it's like I feel like the tension in here is a lot more than normal. And that is not my intent. Okay? It's not my intent at all. My intent tonight is to, let's just look at the scriptures. Let's just study. 
about when God made man, when God made woman real quick. Let's talk about what happened when the sin came. And then let's more importantly, let's more importantly talk about what God did when that sin came. And that's going to be, well, I don't want to miss that. But I also do then want to have this sidetrack if time will allow. And if not, we have several more weeks of this. You know, I can let Drew teach next week, right? When I make it really, yeah, I'm just kidding, Drew. And, and, and then, you know, we'll sidetrack a little bit and deal with what we just talked about. What I do want to make sure is very clear. Women, God never, ever intended for you to be second place. But we have roles. We have roles. It does not at all. And that's, we got to, I, I read that and I'm, look, I'm still like, I'm still a little bit uneven, uneasy, but that's part of it, okay? All right, Genesis chapter 1. Let's turn there. Let's make it happen. Genesis chapter 1. Now, I'm trying my best to make sure I stay, I didn't have a chance to print these notes out. Okay, these are all familiar texts, okay? I, I'm not by any means, um, I realize you are well-versed in what we're about to study. I hope, though, that you will have your Bible and follow along. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about not even using mine here because I don't want you all to cheat and just start reading off this screen. So we'll see how it goes. But, I, you know, we, we covered a little bit of this the last couple of weeks uh, if you drop down to verse 26, everybody understands this one. Once he created all the creatures and he looked around, he, he kept saying, you know, everything's good. Then he decided, let us make, not then, <laughs> but he says this, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And then he goes into a little bit of details there, but y'all know, because y'all are Bible students, y'all know that in chapter 2, he gives a little bit more detail of exactly kind of what went on whenever he created man. So if you go to chapter 2, okay, and specifically, you go to verse 7. It says, Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living Creature. Now, verse 8, this is awesome. He creates this man, and then what does he create for this man in verse 8? Garden of Eden, right? So in verse 8, and the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made it to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, we understand that those two things were there. There's a lot of study, by the way, if you want to do a detailed study. You know, this tree of life and what it did for Adam and Eve. Um, you know, I, I feel that's how they regenerated themselves. They ate of that tree and that's how they were able to live forever. But there was one they were not to eat of. That is the knowledge of good and evil. And that's when you get down to verse, you know, around verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. 
For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. This is another good study for you, okay? If they were to eat of this tree, they were to surely die. Now, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to dive into this tonight. I think I want to cover a more pressing subject, and so we don't have time to necessarily dissect. What does it actually mean to literally die? Does that mean if they eat of the tree that they would literally at that moment exist to live? Or would they eventually die because now they no longer have access to the tree of life, right? Or do they just die spiritually? But we're not, you can study that. I, I really feel like I have my opinions about that one, but it's okay. I think, I think it's okay because we're going to understand it in its greater context, which is all I feel we need to do in a moment. All right, so we understand the command. We understand that God made man. Now, the other thing that we haven't talked about yet that we're going to get to, though, is that he decides here that he needs a helper. All right, so he brings all the animals to Adam. You read this starting in verse 18, and Adam names them, and he's, you know, it's, it, it seems here, based off the context, he's trying to find this helper, and, and they, they're just not, there's just not one suitable for Adam. So you get down to verse um, 18. And y'all know these verses. You get down to verse 18. It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock and to all the birds of the heaven and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord caused Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up his place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this is at last, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Shall she be called woman because she was taken out of man? Therefore, man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Got a quick question for you. It's a good question. How many days passed from the time he made Adam to the time he made Eve? Anybody know? I don't know. It really doesn't matter. I just wanted to know exactly how much time there actually was peace on this earth. But, poor joke. Look, I'm trying to cut the tension, okay? I'm trying to get back to where the tension's not there. Okay, so now we have Adam, we have Eve, we have them in the garden. This story's not new. Y'all are all over this, okay? I get it. But we're going to keep moving, okay? Now Adam has his helper. We know there's a command. You cannot eat of, you cannot eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And you know what happens in chapter 3, okay? What happens in chapter 3? Very obvious thing, the serpent shows up. Serpent shows up, and I, I do want to read this. I, I know we read it a lot. I know that you probably can quote it. I get that. But folks, this is, the devil does the same thing today. He does the same thing today. He's done it for 6,000 years. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? 
And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, Oh, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. This is interesting. The reason why this is interesting is because of, to me, there's a lot of reasons why this is interesting. I'm only going to pick one of the reasons why for the sake of the lesson tonight, okay? And I think y'all understand that as a teacher here. There's so many ways you can go with this. It's interesting because of what Paul says in First Timothy or in, in, in Ephesians chapter 2. Turn there real quick. I, I just want you to, well, I need to turn there. Ephesians No, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Excuse me, I had it right the first time. 1 Timothy chapter 2. In the midst of what we're going to talk about later on or at one point when we get there, there is this verse in verse 14 that gives us a little insight, by the way, of what happens here. Notice what he says in verse 14. And Adam was not deceived. But the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. You ever thought about that? Did Adam sin? Yes. Yes. Adam sin. What's the difference between Adam's sin and the woman's sin and Eve's sin? What was the difference? What, what is it? You're going to have to say that in words I can understand, Ken, but I'm going to go with you. Keep going. Chose to sin. The woman was deceived into sin. Absolutely. There's a difference. The woman was deceived. But Adam had to stand there knowing it was wrong, and he had to choose between his wife and God. He wasn't deceived. He chose. You ever thought about that? It's an interesting point. And I, I, you know, I don't know exactly what that means, but God tells us it means something. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. He tells us it means something. Okay? So, all right, let's go back to Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis. All right? Because we know once this happens, right, that there's a result. It says in verse 7, it says in verse 7 that the eyes of both were opened. They knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths, okay? All right. So, yeah. Yeah, something happened, all right. They understood now their desires and everything that it, it was coming to light. They were, they were naked, but now they were ashamed. And then you have this, man, this, I, 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 this, is, an, this is a scary moment, honestly. But folks, I know this doesn't literally happen to us today, but spiritually it happens. Then they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. 
But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? It's another interesting point for me. Again, there's many. I'm just picking out the ones for me. Why did he call Adam? Didn't he know Eve was the one who caused all this? But he calls Adam. Now, let's just be blunt. I'm going to be open. We may not know the reason why he called Adam. The Bible doesn't really tell us. But it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting that he comes up and he doesn't call for Eve. Matter of fact, he doesn't even, he doesn't even go straight for that serpent. He says, Adam, where are you? And we know what happens after that. We know exactly. Adam stands up and Adam immediately says, Lord, this is all my fault. I could have. I could have stopped all this and I chose not to. That's what he says, right? No. Y'all know exactly what happens. And it's exactly, it's exactly why we have this problem today. It's exactly to me one of the reasons why we have this problem today. It's because the devil has done to us exactly what he has done to Adam and Eve, which is to say, it's not my responsibility. He did it 6,000 years ago or however long that was, and y'all, he's still doing it today to the point that now we have this problem in the church where people say, you know, I really, man, I don't understand. I just don't get it. Because men won't step up, do their role, and women won't step up and do theirs. And as a matter of fact, you get back here, and that's exactly what Adam says. All right, y'all know this. He says in verse 12, the man said, the woman who you gave me. You know, I, didn't, I can only imagine, he didn't, he didn't say, I didn't ask for her. The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me. God is, is it? the serpent deceived me. And then, y'all, I'm ashamed. I am absolutely ashamed that I'm 43 years old. And it wasn't until I sat down and listened to Ken give this explanation that I truly didn't value verse 15 as much as I did. I'm, I'm ashamed of that. But that doesn't mean, you know, I, it doesn't mean I have to be down on myself for it. It's just the point. This is a big verse, and y'all know that. He says, because you have done this, he looks at the serpent and he says, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all the beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go and the dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Here it is. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and she shall bruise his heel. The first prophetic statement in the Bible basically saying, listen, yes, Adam and Eve, yes, you deserve to die. Why? They sinned. They ate of the tree. They did the one thing he told them they couldn't do. And because of that reason, they deserved death. But they get it. In essence, 
But who's going to come and die for everyone and take that spot? Jesus. And when Jesus dies on the cross, Satan did bruise his heel. But when it was finished and he arose, Jesus bruised his head. Listen, this is a big, there's a lot. I want you, I don't have time. I'm not, well, matter of fact, I'm out of time. There is so much in this. You need to go and study it, folks. And when I heard it, and I, I keep pointing at King because this is my real life, right? I'm just telling you my life, okay? When I heard it for the first time, guess what I did? I went and studied it. You need to make sure you understand this text. And everything it means, because this sets in motion everything else for mankind. Because at this point, now you have a basically God's love and his and his love and his justice in this whole grand scheme of grace that now he is teaching us. And it's been happening. You know, until Jesus came and died upon the cross, and now we all get it. He died for us. We all deserve to die, but He died for us. Now, I've got to stop, and I'm really disappointed because I really meant to get to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Because because of that, because of this moment, He also says things to Eve and he says things to Adam. We're going to cover it real quick as we talk about sin next week. I'm going to finish the subject of sin and then we'll move on to Christ. So please come back next week. I'm sorry I have to do that, but I want to finish this. I need to do that. And then uh, we'll pick up from here and then we'll, 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 we'll carry on. Now, does anybody, Drew, check this out. Does anybody need to partake of the Lord's Supper? Because we want you to go do that before we say the prayer tonight, okay? We have missed it for four weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, but I didn't want to miss it tonight. Anybody need to take the Lord's Supper? Please exit out and you can go to the uh, little chapel. All right, I feel like I just totally did this lesson. You can tell that I just did this lesson and, and did all this work and then just missed the big point at the end. So do me a favor, come back. I'll try to do a better job next week of putting in a, a bow on it maybe uh, summarizing a few things, getting your voices on what we talked about earlier and finish that up as we continue to talk about sin uh, next week um, before we move on to one of my favorite subjects, which is talking about Christ, okay? Bow with me, please. Dear Holy Father, we again thank you for blessing us with this time together. We thank you for just uh, how you... Well, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for... The fact that we can read it and understand it and study it, these difficult subjects and some, some challenging subjects like this, but we know we can press your word, we can, and it'll always be true, it will always be right, and we will always learn something from it and grow closer to you. Father, we, I thank you for the congregation here, I thank you for every single person here tonight, and we just ask you to, or I ask you to be with them as we leave this place. Watch over us, take care of us, and forgive us, and it's in Christ's name, amen.